You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock, Matt Williamson, at BD Peacock on Twitter, at Williamson NFL. Excited to jump into this one and talk Green Bay Packers, a fascinating team this offseason as we head into 2021 for obvious reasons that we'll get into. Joining us today is Peter Bukowski. He's the host of Locked On Packers, also Locked On Today. Uh, we have spoken numerous times on both of those shows he's doing great work here on the locked on podcast network and not only does he know the packers he knows the league and he knows the lay of the land so a team that we could learn a lot from in the 2021 offseason so peter welcome to the program thanks for jumping on man good to be here guys good to have you obviously aaron Rodgers. we gotta talk a lot about aaron Rodgers. what i want to know from you first and we got to start here what is actually happening because there's a lot of talking heads out there there's a lot of opinions on what's happening but from your vantage point from someone who covers the team every day knows it as well as anybody what exactly is going on here is it just Gutenkoost versus Rodgers and they're having an ego battle because listening to Rodgers latest on ESPN with Kenny Mayne he he went out of his way to say something good about every single person in the organization except for Gutenkoost I think right now the the most uh, difficult decision related to Aaron Rodgers is does he want a mai tai or a pina colada? I think that's the those are the <laughs> those are the tough decisions he's making right now in Hawaii on vacation with Shailene Woodley and Miles Teller and Miles Teller's wife, um, who is out here trolling Packer fans on Twitter. Um, oh no! The, the problem is we do not know, and if you ask five, all all of them very plugged in reporters or you ask five agents who are you know adjacent to the situation agents with with guys on the packers you will get 10 different answers Hmm. and and so that's what makes this so fascinating it's what makes this so difficult to parse and that's why i'm just i'm just sitting here going okay what is the most likely outcome and to me the outcome that makes the most sense and that's really all that matters here right what what goes on in may what goes on in june doesn't really matter if 12 is under center in september and and so that's the part that i'm trying to figure out and i think the only thing that makes sense is for aaron rodgers to come back to green bay under whatever renegotiated contract they have to put together and it sounds like the packers are willing to to make that number very high and that rodgers you know wants the team to be as conciliatory as possible um, before he actually shows up to camp, I don't. I don't expect we'll see Aaron Rodgers before August in Green Bay. I kind of get the feeling he's enjoying this, like he's sitting back with that oh, yeah. mai tai, or you know, twisting his mustache a little bit and sort of chuckling to himself. <laughs> I think you're right about that, and I, and I think that's something that I don't want to say he's been planning this, you know, this specifically for a year, but I think he he has understood from the Jordan Love selection. Uh, what the, what the what the score was w- with the team, and and I, I think to to a certain degree, at least based on some of the reporting, you know, suggests oh, you know, Rogers thought the Jordan Love selection essentially meant this was his last year, um, and and I don't think if you look at the numbers in terms of the cap situation that ever made any sense, but I do think um, the plan. Go back and look at the the contract Rogers signed back in 2018. The 2021 offseason 
was was never the junction point. It was the 2022 offseason. That was the first year that the Packers could get out of the contract. Well, uh, Jordan Love gets drafted. You get two years with Aaron Rodgers, and now you move on. 2022 always sort of felt like the junction point with Aaron Rodgers in this contract. And then he goes out and has this, this incredible 2020 season. I was someone who dismissed the, oh, this motivated Rodgers to play well in, in 2020. And then when you hear from people like Mike Silver, who know Rodgers well and, and has his year, it very clearly was part of why he was so locked in. It motivated him in what seems like a profound way. And so that's the, that's the other thing about this. If, if this does get patched up, it does seem like we could be in store for wherever Rodgers plays in 2021, another monster season. Is there any worry amongst Packers fans? And you talked about how, you know, the beat writers, you might get different opinions if you ask five different writers. What if you ask five different fans? Are you going to get different opinions on how they feel about Aaron Rodgers? Or is everybody in the pro Rodgers camp for the most part and and look at uh, the GM and the, and the Packers organization is sort of the bad guy in all of this because I have to imagine there's some fans out there that are tweeting at you saying stuff like, why are you in Hawaii? Why are you hosting Jeopardy and not working on your <laughs> yeah. game and trying to be the best quarterback you can? I think if you asked five different fans, you would get 12 different responses. <laughs> okay. And and it depends on the day and it depends on the story and it depends on what's going on because before Rodgers was in Hawaii, um, yeah, it was maybe a little bit a, a little bit more split. I think when the news broke, and it's been fascinating for me to watch this unfold. When the news broke, there was a lot in the media from fans going, yeah, the Packers just really bone this up. And this is, I, we, I can't believe this. And everyone was sort of on Roger's side. And then, you know, then it was, oh, well, maybe he would come back if the GM was fired, that Charles Robinson report. And the further down the line we got on this, the more public opinion in the media and from fans seemed to turn on Aaron Rodgers because what we got was reports that the Packers were willing to redo the contract. They were willing to extend him, willing to make him the highest paid player in the league. And that, you know, Brian Gutekinds goes on TV and, and says, I screwed this up and I, you know, I, I should have handled the Jordan Love situation differently. Um, not that he shouldn't have drafted Jordan Love, but that he should have communicated it better and that he would welcome Aaron Rodgers' input publicly. They've said all the right things to get fans on their side. And publicly, Aaron Rodgers has said essentially nothing, which is to say, you know, he's not going to say that this is not going on, but he's also not going to say that it's a made up story. And I, I, I think that has a lot of fans going, what's the deal, guy? Like, this is a 13 and three team, 13 and three team. Two years in a row, NFC Championship game, two years in a row. You have a head coach who is off to one of the best starts in league history for a, for a, a, a first-time head coach. And you just had the best season that you've had in forever, in large part because you bought into his system. You played on time and in rhythm from the pocket, which you haven't done in a long time. This is a really good football team. So why now? Why? Why? What? What do you want that you're not getting? They're willing to give you all the money. They're willing to give you the say, and they've already put together a championship level roster around you. So what is really the problem? And this is a this is a question I've been asking people around the league, uh, and you don't get good answers. That's the that's the thing about this. And and I thought it was so telling when this story broke. Adam Schefter said. 
the Packers don't know what Rodgers wants. And when when you, Matt, said, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is enjoying this, I think part of it is because he just wants this. He just wants the team to squirm. And he, he'll eventually come back, the conquering hero, and everything will be fine. But he wants it to hurt. He wants the team to feel it. And the reason I think you're seeing reports start to change a little bit. And now the people that were saying, you know, 90-10 Rodgers isn't back. They're now saying, oh, it's 50-50, it's 60-40, whatever. The softening of the stance is because public opinion has started to change. It has started to turn. And I think the Packers, from a PR standpoint, have handled this as well as they could have, saying we're, we want to do everything we can to get Rodgers back. Essentially saying this is the, this is Rodgers' decision. I mean, the, the athletic report that just came out from Matt Schneidman was the Packers aren't trading him, but they would if he was totally and completely 100% committed to not being back, which is to say two things. They don't think he is, but also it puts the onus on Aaron Rodgers to say, okay, I am out. And, and from a Packers PR standpoint, it is to try and say, we are absolved in this. We did everything we could to bring this guy back and he wanted out. So don't blame us. Just scratching the surface here in this Aaron Rodgers saga in the Green Bay Packers with today's guest, Peter Bukowski. More coming up. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Convenient self-service at RockAuto.com where you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, jumper cables, even new carpet for your classic cars, your daily driver. Get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers alike. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, full swing. It's going to be going all summer long. Baseball just about every single day. You can track all that at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA action. There's Triple Crown horse racing. There's golf. There's reality TV, table games, poker, anything you want to get in on. You can find that action at BetOnline.com. AG. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device, desktop, computer, whatever you got. A 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head to betonline.ag today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Peter, two things I want to bring up that are really interesting and unique to this perspective are some of us have been in the media long enough to remember when Rogers was the new guy and saw Favre mm -hmm. getting pushed out or, you know, going through this stage of his maturity. And, you know, he was one of the few that could witness it from the both ends. 
And I also think it's really interesting, and Mike Lombardi's brought this up a couple times too, that this is the only organization that doesn't have an owner. You know, that it goes a long way when Jerry Jones goes down and talks to Troy Aikman after a terrible rookie year and says, hey, we're going to build something around you. Or Al Davis goes out a drink with Kenny Stabler and everything's all right. You know what I mean? Like, this organization doesn't have that guy. You know, I have a picture on my wall right now of Mr. Rooney and Terry Bradshaw with a big chew in his mouth, lighting a cigar for Mr. Rooney. Like it, it would go a long way in my opinion to have the guy come down from the, the front office and just put your arm around Rogers and say, we got this. It, it would, but the Packers have that guy in a way because Mark Murphy's in charge. And so they don't have an owner. That's true. But Mark Murphy could do that. It's just that Mark Murphy has done almost the opposite. That's and, right. Yeah, right and, right. and when the Packers signed or when they brought in Matt LaFleur, there was that that bleacher report um piece from Ty Dunn that that quoted a source saying Mark Murphy told Aaron Rodgers, don't be the problem. And and you know, whether or not you think that's a good handling of that situation, there's two things there. Probably don't say that to the face of your franchise, even right. if it's in confidence. But the second thing is imagine where the organization is with the player that they felt they needed to say that. And I think that's something that can sometimes get lost because I've been told that the Packers were ready for some of the blowback that they knew would come from, from drafting Jordan Love and maybe didn't care as much as they're letting on. And part of that is because I don't think anyone saw him playing the way that he did this last season, including the Packers. We have to we have to divorce um, that Jordan Love decision from what we saw in 2020 because that, that was not the version of Rodgers that we'd seen. Now, to your point, Matt, and this is it something that I talked about. A couple years that he was combining too, right? I mean, right. 2017, he misses half he wasn't the season. Playing great, he was hurt. Right, right. 2018, right. he plays hurt all season and has one of his worst years uh, in the NFL. I did a number of pieces that that um, off season going. Yeah, the reason the the play action game sucks is because Aaron Rodgers didn't play well last year. And then, oh, the reason the deep passing game sucked last year was Aaron Rodgers was missing throws. So, I mean, it, we we can't pretend like there there hadn't been some decline. Um, right. and, and that decision plays a role in this. I, I do think, though, Matt, um, the owner problem is something that is a detractor more often than it is a boon. More often, owners screw this up than they get it right. Sure. And and even in even in situations where like Bob Kraft throws his body in front of the Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Tom Brady thing. You know, the reporting from Seth Wickersham was that Kraft said, or that Brady went to Kraft and said, I'm out or figure this out. And, and Kraft said, Jimmy G go to San Francisco. Well, what happened two years later, Tom Brady left anyway. So this Uh is, this is even, even when you handle it that way and you do everything to ameliorate the concerns of your star player, this can still happen. And so I, I understand the point and, and, and I've heard Mike Lombardi, you know, say that and, and it, you know, Pat McAfee and other people have said it as well. It's, it's not that they don't have that guy. It's that Mark Murphy has just chosen not to put his arm around Aaron Rodgers shoulder, pour him a, you know, three fingers of tequila and say, let's hash this out. That hasn't happened yet that we know about, although, you know, they have gone out to Malibu, to Hawaii, to Florida, to wherever Rodgers is vacationing at the time. And tried to make this work. Um, who knows what those conversations have looked like? We we interestingly have no insight on what those conversations um, have looked like, which I think in a way is telling. Because normally by now, in a situation like this, don't we have 
the deep dive piece from, you know, Chris Ballard or, or, you know, one of these feature writers where they got all the inside scoop of Rogers and, and Matt LaFleur drinking Mai Tais, you know, in Florida, like usually we get that. So why are they being so tight lipped about all of this? If it, if it made one side look better than the other, wouldn't we have gotten that by now? That's why this is all very strange to me. I still have more questions for you with this whole thing. And actually, the more we talk about it, the more questions that, that come into my mind about the whole situation. First of all, let's go to the conspiracy theory side of all of this. And I know I love it. I've seen this multiple times, and this was in a previous relationship for Aaron Rodgers, the human element of these things. A, two, a two-part question on Aaron Rodgers, where he's at in his own head. Is part of this for Aaron Rodgers just seeing his own mortality and not wanting things to end in a way where he's not in control and, and realizing that, you know what, at some point, uh, I've not, I'm not going to be the quarterback of the Packers. I'm not going to be a superstar football player. So maybe that means I need to get on TV in another way and, and do, you know, be the host of Jeopardy and just him looking at his own life and it flashing before his eyes and being like, man, I'm getting older and this is going to end at some point. And then the other part of it is, and I've seen this theory from multiple people's people when it comes to uh, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers career and the ebbs and flows of his career that seem to always tie in when tie into when he's dating a new person. What are your thoughts about <laughs> who he's seeing and if that's affecting anything that's going on with his Packers life? Well, look, I don't I I hate to speculate on stuff like that because I think fans are are quick to blame the significant other. They were quick to blame Olivia Munn when mm -hmm. I don't think that had anything to do with with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, look, are are there are there reasons to be like, oh, he wants to be closer to Shailene. She lives in Boulder. And does he want to be in Denver? Like, I mean, I, I do think there are real things to, to be hashed out there if we actually had information to to go off of. I don't want to I don't want to speculate wildly um, that often. But um, if I'm going to do it, I'd rather do it on your show. So um, <laughs> yeah, we, free, we can do it. that. No one's um, no, but. But the other part of that, I think, is interesting because I wrote a piece after Jordan Love was selected. That was essentially fans aren't mad about Jordan Love. They're mad about understanding that the end is near with Aaron Rodgers and seeing a superstar, a beloved player, um, you know, see the clock ticking on that guy sucks. Right. If you're a fan, you're going, oh, man, that, that that's right. We're not going to get that many more years with Aaron Rodgers. And and in retrospect, what the, the piece I should have written was Rodgers is seeing that and it's going to suck for him to see that. And I, I think you're absolutely and he right. saw it with Favre. Exactly. You know, like he, he was on the other side of it. Right, right. Exactly. And and what I what I do think is is interesting is the, the you know, by all indications, and I and I've heard this from the people that I've talked to as well, is that Rodgers has been great, Jordan. And that's what, in contradistinction to how Favre handled Aaron Rodgers. That was an icy relationship from the very beginning. Now, part of that is Rodgers' demeanor. You know, the Gunslinger book has the quotes about Aaron Rodgers calling him Gramps and all this stuff that that probably did not ingratiate himself to the future Hall of Famer. Um, Jordan Love has, by all accounts, not acted that way. But I, I do think that's part of the deal. And when you when you look at it from Aaron Rodgers' perspective, he's looking at it going, all right, either in 2021 or 2022, they're probably going to move on from me. And it sounds like um, at least the initial plan with Jordan Love was, okay, Rodgers is declining a little bit. And so in two years, he becomes the guy. Um, Love becomes the guy and we trade Rodgers for pieces. 
and it, that it is the case at the time, presumably, that love plus horde of picks and players or whatever you get from Rodgers will be better over the next two or three years after that of the you know the life of the Jordan Love rookie contract than whatever Rodgers would have been. The problem with that is, number one, they got no offseason and no preseason to judge Jordan Love. And so now they're in the position of saying, well, that timeline is screwed up. And Aaron Rodgers just played great football. So it's pretty unlikely that in 2022, love plus stuff is better than Aaron Rodgers. And so when Rodgers says, I screwed up their timeline, he's absolutely right. So again, this this goes back to your point, Matt, about twisting the mustache. Rodgers is really enjoying not only that he screwed up the whole Packers timeline, but that now it's forcing the Packers to squirm and beg and grovel to get him back. So I've thrown this out on the show before. Let's say, or who says no to Jordan Love to Atlanta to for Julio? Maybe there's a fifth-round pick sprinkled in there one way or another to even it out. And then Mark Murphy goes to Rodgers and says, let's hug and kiss and make up, and we're going to restructure your contract so we can fit Julio under, un, under, the, uh, under the cap, and we just got you another weapon to pair with Adams, and Love's out the door. You're the man. We love you like no other you know it, that dovetails so beautifully with um this this conspiracy theory that i have had it's not really a conspiracy theory but let's go with <laughs> it um that what rogers has been waiting to do this was pre this was pre-reporting um because we're going why why aren't they restructuring rogers contract why are they doing everyone's deals but rogers and i was saying what they want what rogers wants is to be the hero he wants to bring in the marquee free agent restructure his deal and say, Hey, look, I took less money. I, I am, am Tom Brady and I'm taking less so that we could get this superstar player. And, and that's used as the recruiting piece. Hey, Richard Sherman at the time was, that was my, my idea. Come play with me and I'll move my money so that, that you can come play. This would be the same kind of thing. Um, and, and what you do, you'd coordinate it with Rogers. Right. You say, okay, Rogers is coming back. He's restructuring his contract so that we can get Julio. And they're, it's all sort of announced at once that, okay, here's the Julio Jones trade and the Rogers restructure. And he's the hero. The Packers win. And, and by the way, they get a player who, if he's healthy, is still one of the, what, five best receivers in the league. And so lead position. And, you know, everyone's right. always like, oh, Rogers is mad because they never get him a receiver. Like, it's just too perfect. It is, and you're moving Jordan Love now. Right, would right. the would the and and if you're the Falcons, right? You're getting the quarterback you didn't take in the exactly. top five when you could have taken um, Justin Fields. You could have taken Mac Jones. Um, th th then you get Kyle Pitts plus Jordan Love, and now your timeline is extended. I I actually think if you're the front office, you're going well. This actually makes sense because this team might be still good now. And then in two years, we can move on from Matt Ryan and say, hey, look, now we need two more years because right. we've, got, we've got the Kyle Pitts, Jordan Love era. So you're extending our window as coach and GM. I think it makes a lot of sense. The question is going to be from the Packers standpoint, you know, what is their what is their um, risk tolerance on this? Because if Julio, you know, declines or in a year or two and, and now you restructure Rodgers and you push the money out or you give him more money or whatever it is. Rodgers can still do this in a year or two years. And so that's what makes this all tricky for the Packers. Now, if you get Julio, maybe that just, you know, now you're good and Rodgers plays until he's 40 and then you figure it out from there. I think if you ask Packer fans, 
Um, you would probably have a 95% approval rating on this. Yes. Julio Jones. <laughs> and Atlanta, for Jordan the problem Love. though is Atlanta has to like love off college tape. Right. And that's the problem. And, and so the, the good news for green Bay is through the, the one media session that we got, Jordan Love looked good. Now we're, there's another one um, happening on, uh, on Wednesday as we record this. Um, and then that's basically it until minicamp until mandatory minicamp. And so it, it's tough to do that. Now, could you, could you do it in, in July or August? Maybe you could, I mean, maybe, maybe if you're Atlanta, if you're going to deal him, there's no urgency. You could deal him. You could deal him in September if you wanted to, but you know, I, I, and, and love's not going to play. Love's not going to play in 2021. Right, right. Who cares if you wait until August to make this move until you've seen, you know, Jordan love goes out and has a killer first preseason game. And you do this sort of like, Sam Bradford late in the process trade, even though it's not for a starter in this case, I think that makes total sense. I mean, I, I, I love it. Um, and, and wouldn't it be fun? Maybe not for Brian because it would mean the 49ers aren't getting him, and, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I think it would be fun for the league to see that, to see Rogers and Julio. I mean, with Devonte Adams, are you serious? Right. I mean, I haven't really heard a good argument against, Williamson's idea there of Julio to the Packers and I think that fixes a lot of things for a lot of folks and really fixes the Falcons timeline in a post Rogers post Brady world in the NFC and in the NFC South now the breeze is gone as well to battling with the Carolina Panthers for the top spot in that division potentially all right more with Peter Bukowski coming up what about the rest of the Packers roster what is the outlook for this team in 2021 Got a package in my mailbox today. Built Bar has delicious nine original flavors, but occasionally you get that limited edition flavor. Grasshopper cookie showed up. If you love Thin Mints, you're going to love the grasshopper flavor of Built Bar. Only 150 calories in this flavor with a whopping 17 grams of protein and only 5 grams of sugar. The original nine flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, Peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate. I love the peanut butter flavors. Like all of the peanut butter flavors are awesome, in my opinion. Go so great with the consistency. Oh, yeah. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. So go to builtbar.com, build your own box of built bars. Use promo code LOCKED15. You will get 15% off your first order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Peter, you brought up the Patriots and the 49ers earlier, and I've done so much thinking and talking about the value of spending draft picks on a rookie quarterback when you have a veteran in place. And obviously the 49ers, it was on a completely different level of what they had to spend and go up and get their quarterback in Trey Lance with Jimmy Garoppolo not being a Hall of Famer like Aaron Rodgers is. But if I'm a shrewd front office person and I'm putting my Packers hat on and I don't have the uh, the attachment to Aaron Rodgers like the organization and the fans do, you sort of laid out a, a scenario there about Rodgers screwing up the Packers timeline. And I could argue that Rodgers actually helped the Packers timeline in all of this because they identified a quarterback that they liked enough to move up and take. Now you get end of career Aaron Rodgers at his advanced age playing even better with that pick and partially because of that pick you spent so that makes Rodgers more valuable. Trading him now is the perfect time to trade Aaron Rodgers. He's making himself the bad guy for at least a portion of the fan base wanting out. If you 
let him go and say, hey, he wasn't going to come back. He wanted to go. So we got this huge haul of picks now, and you get to roll with your quarterback. And then in two years, you realize, like we saw in New England, that Rodgers is done and was going to be done anyway. You're even further ahead than you thought you were going to be when you traded up to draft Jordan Love in the first place. So isn't this even a better scenario for that exit plan for the Packers in some ways? I love this galaxy brain, Brian. This is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, I, if if you like Jordan Love and the Packers, Packers really like Jordan Love, I always have to avoid saying they love Jordan Love because I just I just feel like an idiot saying that. Um, but um, they love love. Uh, the, the, if, if you knew that, that love, or you thought love was really good. Uh, yes. Absolutely. If you loved love, then <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Because think about, think about the package that you could probably get from Denver and, and, you know, the, the reporting that I've, that I've seen and from the, the people that I've talked to Denver was, and is prepared to give them a pretty, a pretty serious package, um, for Rogers. Let's say you could get Jerry Judy, Bradley Chubb, and three first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Let's just yeah, say yeah. Well, now I'm listening. I'm right, doing right. like uh, the, the, I wouldn't hang up the phone before Rodgers is sent packing. Like I don't care. But that's just me. I'm not a Packers fan. I haven't worked with Aaron Rodgers. Like in a heartbeat, let's go. That's the that's the perfect end end game for the Packers, right? Right. Uh, and me. and you're getting the picks. You're putting you're putting Jordan Love in a position to succeed. And look, if Jordan Love you know, let's say by the end of year two, can't succeed given those confines. Um, the then, he then, he, then, he, then right, then he never was going to. You have the extra picks, and now you've you've got the capital to go reload. And who knows? There could be another disgruntled QB that comes on the market. Um, there will go, be. You could go get Matt Ryan, who right, is going right. to get you know cut or traded from Atlanta. I mean, th there's there's always an option, and and I think. Um, you know, you look at this offense and, and, you know, Brian, you've been watching this happen in San Francisco. This offense can prop up mediocre quarterbacks. Not that Jimmy G is a mediocre quarterback, but he's not as good as this offense makes him look. He, Kirk Cousins is not as good as the offense makes him look. Baker Mayfield is not as good as the offense makes him look. We know Aaron Rodgers is as good as this offense has made him look this last year, but Jordan Love, I think, is in a in a good position to succeed, especially, if, I mean, if you give him Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, this offensive line, and now you're adding Jerry Judy plus picks. I mean, now, now you really have a position for that guy to succeed. It's almost Dak Prescott-like in that you throw him into one of the best situations in the league. And yeah, just, just don't kill us. I mean, that was the Jimmy Garoppolo a couple years ago. Just don't kill us. The, the Rams went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. And, and the 49ers went to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, the Rams went up against Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and Brian Flores and, and lost that game. It wasn't enough. The 49ers went up against Patrick Mahomes, and they just got, you know, out, out Mahomes in that game, in a game that they were leading almost the whole way. So it, it, it is a formula. I mean, if you can win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff or you can get to a Super Bowl with Goff and Garoppolo in this offense, by the way, then I think if you're the Packers, you got to think, yeah, I mean, if some team is just going to blow us away with an offer, you have to you have to take it. I mean, that's a really good point, too. When you when you send off Aaron Rodgers, too, you could use one of those picks to go bring in uh, a Jimmy Garoppolo or Jared Goff. And that way you could get past the NFC championship game. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Ouch. Hold on. Very OK, nice. so one more quick one here before we let you go, Peter, uh, just 
outside of the Aaron Rodgers be stuff, after that, the man. rest of the Packers rock, roster, the draft, Dang Eric Stokes round one, uh, Josh Myers, maybe the heir apparent to Lindsley at center. I don't know. Is El- Elton Jenkins going to play center? Is it going to be Myers? What's that going to look like in the offensive line? I like Damari Rodgers in the third round. I think it was a really nice fit for uh, a slot receiver for Aaron Rodgers or whoever the quarterback is. Uh, how's the rest of the, of the roster looking? And Aaron Rodgers aside, how would you grade the Packers offseason? Well, so, I mean, that's the, that's the weird thing about this, right, guys, is, is the team is really good. I mean, it's a really good football team. Yeah. And, and I think they had a solid draft. Um, ironically, I think a win-now draft um, because I think Josh Myers is your day-one center um, and Elton Jenkins is going to stay at left guard. Now, they opened, they opened OTAs with him at left tackle because of the David Bakhtiari injury. Um, and Lucas Patrick and John Runyon Jr. as your guards. John Runyon Jr., a rookie last year on day three that they got, who looks really solid. Um, he played about a month as the starter with Corey Lindsley out and Jenkins at center. So I, Amari Rogers is going to have a, a very clear role on this team, um, giving them the skill set that they missed as a sort of run-after-catch gadget player when Tyler Irvin went down. And I, you know Eric Stokes, I assume at some point, is going to take over this job this year because we know Kevin King number one is not very good. And number two, can't stay on the field. And so at some point he's going to go down. And, and if Eric Stokes can't beat out Josh Jackson, who couldn't be bothered to even be active late in the season last year, um, then, then you have a problem, right? So I, I really liked the draft. And while, you know, I don't love paying a running back. I, I think the Jones deal turns out to be pretty team friendly in the first two years. Uh, I, I guess I didn't understand why you'd bring back Kevin King, but he's insurance, you know, and and the insurance is useful. I guess it didn't cost them much at all on the cap this year. I, I mean, I think it's less than two million dollars. And so, OK, yeah, you do that to get, you know, just a little bit of insurance. Um, you know, they let Corey Lindsley walk, but I think they have a clear plan at, at how they're going to address that. I think Myers is is a perfect fit in this offense. And and they won't see a big drop off there. So you're bringing back the majority of a 13 and three team. Um, Josiah DeGuara, who was going to be a big part of this offense in that sort of Kyle Juszczyk hybrid role, um, is is coming back off injury. AJ Dillon, who looked really good at the end of last year, but but missed a month because of COVID, is is now going to be in an elevated role. I mean, I think you can make the case that if Aaron Rodgers comes back, this offense could actually be better. Because of, I, I think Dylan is an improvement over Williams, and I think Amari Rogers is an improvement over Tyler Urban. Um, you know, so I, I, I really like the, the shape of this team. And, and frankly, though Joe Barry was a somewhat underwhelming hire, I like the idea of them playing this this Brandon Staley Vic Fangio defense. I think they have the personnel for it, and uh, I think this defense could bounce back and play more like the 2019 team. I, I liked the offseason uh, until. Aaron Rodgers decided he was he was done and and that's sort of a, other than that how was the play Mrs. Lincoln moment <laughs> right right um but yeah I mean if if Rodgers comes back I mean before the before the news broke they were essentially co-favorites with the Bucks in the NFC and uh, were among you know Super Bowl odds favorites by the odds makers bet online had them right up at the top um the Chiefs were the clear favorites and then the Packers and the Bucks were right there in sort of a, a tier by themselves so um going to be interesting to see how those odds move because they've fallen down now. Uh, I think they're probably fifth or sixth. Um, last time I looked in the NFC behind teams like the 49ers and the Rams because we just don't know what the future is with Aaron Rodgers. 
That is Peter Bukowski. Find him on Locked On Packers. Locked On today, Peter. Really appreciate the time, man. I can't wait to watch this Packers team. Whoever is the quarterback, they're a fascinating story, and we will continue to follow that at Peter underscore Bukowski on Twitter. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys.